Even after losing Carlos Rodon, the Giants pitching staff is good enough to lead them to October and, I believe, good enough to carry them deep into the playoffs if they get there. So we'll get into it next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on Giants, part of the Locked on Podcast Network where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspick and on this show we provide episodes three days a week for now actually, uh, back to five when pitchers and catchers report, which is just over two weeks away, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And for us to get started, like I said, I think the Giants pitching staff, low key, it's an unusual construction in that, you know, they lose a Carlos Rodon and I'm talking about them being good enough with their staff to carry them to the playoffs and potentially go deep. And there's a caveat to what I mean by if they make it to the postseason, there's a reason I'm saying that. So we'll get into it a little bit later. But basically, I'm looking at the Zips projections today. These came out. They're on Fangraphs. Dan Zimborski of Fangraphs produces them. And they came out like last week and we did a podcast about the hitters. And now we're going to do the pitchers. So here's his little write-up, and then we'll get into individual player projections from Logan Webb to Alex Cobb to all the depth the Giants have to some prospects. And that's where it gets interesting. So Dan Zaborski says, quote, as with the offense, Zips really likes the team's options in both the rotation and the bullpen. One could hardly call Logan Webb a disappointment, but it feels like a Cy Young-esque season is lurking just beneath the surface, and he still has excellent breakout odds in the projections. Behind Webb, Zip sees a veritable sea of number two to number four starters, more than enough to weather any reasonable storm and a deeper group than those of either of the Giants' two top division rivals. Kyle Harrison's solid projection shouldn't be a surprise given that he was the fifth-ranked pitcher on the Zip's top 100 prospects last year and performed well in the Eastern League, which, like most other minor leagues, like most other minor leagues, has become far more hitter-friendly recently. Sure, it would be nice if he lost a walk per nine off his stat line, but he's just 21. Ross Stripling signing didn't get a lot of press, but he was a big reason why the Blue Jays survived the loss of Hyunjin Ryu to injury and Jose Barrios to, you know, stinking up the joint. Not Zimborski didn't write that. I'm just saying that. It's possible to value versatility too much, but Stripling is one of the few swingmen in baseball today. And then he goes on, to mention some other prospects like Keaton Wynn reminds him of Kevin Gosman and Keaton Wynn was just added to the Giants 40 man roster and he kind of writes off the Sean Manaya signing doesn't like it and then in the bullpen Zimborski says the bullpen doesn't match the Braves in terms of depth and the the highs aren't all that high but there are a lot of acceptable arms with Zips liking the pen more than Steamer another projection system does 
Zimborski goes on to say, RJ Dabovich is a Zips special here, a pitcher with velo approaching 100, but some control issues. I have plate discipline stats, blah, blah, blah. Basically saying, Zimborski says that uh, the walks that RJ Dabovich encountered in AAA, he doesn't think he deserved that many walks. And so we'll look at those numbers a little bit later. He says that Dabovich reminds him of Guardians reliever James Karinchak, who's you know, pretty darn good. Uh, and then he says, in conclusion, quote, I think the Giants are an 85 to 90 win team, which is close enough to possibly win the division. Still, I suspect that a surprise NL West title would come more from disasters in LA and San Diego than this team's upside. It's a real shame that Correa didn't work out because it was just about the perfect signing for them. Uh, uh, excuse me. Unfortunately for the Giants, Zips being off by 30 wins in 2021 isn't actually predictive of future overachieving. So thank you for bearing with me through all that. But uh, I just thought it was worth mentioning all that. So again, if you want to hear the reaction to the hitters, that was a previous episode that came out at some point last week. But without further delay, let's just jump into some of these pitching projections. And in terms of the most, this is actually sorted by ERA. So the player by Zips projected to have the lowest ERA on the Giants is Logan Webb with a, with a 3.35 ERA in 169 and a third innings pitched for Logan Webb. And so obviously that's a great projection. If we scroll down to some of the more advanced numbers, it has him with a 3.26 fielding independent pitching. So those are great numbers. Those are numbers you would see from a front of the rotation arm. And for Webb, it was kind of a disappointing year in some respects in 2022. He was so good for such a long stretch in 2021, but he wasn't quite at that level. The strikeout rate kind of declined a little bit, but he's just got this unbelievable ability to uh, keep the ball on the ground and therefore limit home runs and kind of attack the strike zone. And so just overall, it's the projection of a Maybe not like one of the most dominant starters in the game, but certainly a guy who qualifies as a front of the rotation arm. And Webb, you know, is young and under team control for three more seasons. So actually the next best ERA projection belongs to Taylor Rogers. So the bullpen, it's very interesting that Zimborski is high on the Giants bullpen, right? Because they were such a, they struggled in so many ways in the bullpen in 2022, but, you know, improvements kind of bounce back years are are baked in here but also liking Taylor Rogers with a projected 3.38 ERA and a strikeout rate of 31 and a half percent very healthy strikeout rate projection for Taylor Rogers projected to underperform his fielding independent pitching which historically Rogers has done quite a bit but you know it's still a strong kind of one of the top 15 or so relievers in the game type projection here for Rodgers. Now, the next best ERA projection actually belongs to RJ Dabovich, uh, who comes in with a projection of a 3.51 earned run average. Camilo Duvall comes in with a projection of 3.53. So right there, Rodgers, Dabovich, who Zaidi, Farhan Zaidi has mentioned as a candidate to even potentially break camp with the Giants if he has a good camp. You look at Dabovich, you look at Cole Waits, who's already on the 40-man and debuted last year. Waits' projection per zips is a 3.83 ERA, which is pretty healthy as well. And if we look at what is that kind of on a rate basis with some things, it is a strikeout rate of 30.6%. 
league average is around like 22. And so both of these guys coming in with strong strikeout rate projections. And so there's some young talent here in the bullpen. And then you add that in with Taylor Rogers and also Luke Jackson has a projection of a Luke Jackson being one of the signings that the Giants made in the offseason here. He is coming off Tommy John, but should be ready within a month or two of the season starting. And it's a multi-year deal for Jackson. And the projection is a 3.56 ERA. So really uh, strong bullpen projections across the board. But what about the starting pitchers besides Logan Webb? I think that you know, it's really interesting the way they did it. They've accumulated, like Zimborski said, like layers of depth that will cover them beyond reason even. Like you can't really fathom so much going wrong that they run out of the depth they have in their rotation. So we'll look at the rest of those options and then some of these intriguing starting prospects like Kyle Harrison in just a minute. But before we get into that, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We are very excited at Locked On about our new sports betting partner because they're the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they've got so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. And right now, download FanDuel so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to the point spreads to who will score a touchdown. And just looking right now at their odds for the upcoming Super Bowl, the Philadelphia Eagles are favored in this at minus 122, Kansas City Chiefs at plus 104. So pretty close there. And the point spread, you know, plus one and a half for the Chiefs, minus one and a half for the Eagles. Over under is set at 50 and a half. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, as promised, I want to continue talking about these Zips projections. They've got me not excited per se. Like the Giants built this rotation in an atypical way because you lose an ace in Carlos Rodon and it's hard to say that they got better when you lose that kind of arm. Like you could make a case. Rodon is currently one of the top three, top five, certainly pitchers in the game. And so I just think that last year, there was some underperformance too. And guys like Alex Cobb, if you look at the ERA that he had versus the expected ERA that he had versus the fielding independent pitching kind of beneath the hood, I think that there's a totally other level in an Alex Cobb. If the defense is better behind him, then you may have seen much better results for an Alex Cobb. Also think about the year that Alex Wood had versus what he did in 2021. Think about Anthony DiSclefani, what he was in 2021 versus what happened in 2022 and on and on. And then you look at guys like Stripling and Manaya and some of the years that they've had in the past, Stripling just last year, Manaya not last year, but in years past. There's just so much depth here that I think that they can – they can make the playoffs with this team. As Zimborski say, he views them as an 85 to 90 win team, which is just kind of a, you know, puts them right 
in line with a team that just might make the playoffs. And then once they're in, I'm going to tell you why. I think that there's a certain wild card player here that I think could make a difference in October. Thanks for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Locked on MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So continuing on, the, the next player in terms of the ERA projection is actually Alex Cobb. And so I view him like as a legitimate number two starter. And I think that if you're not a Giants fan and you just hear the name Alex Cobb, you probably didn't notice just what he did last year. And what he did last year was really eye-catching because, like I said, he had this ERA that wasn't anything special at 3.73, still better than average. Like He really struggled from an ERA perspective in the first month plus of the season. The peripheral numbers were so good, and we kept saying on the show, that's what's predictive. And so if you look at then starting a month or two into the season through the rest of the season, his ERA ended up matching those peripherals. But when all was said and done, he still didn't quite, the ERA didn't get dragged down quite to where those numbers were. 3.73 ERA, but expected ERA of 3.15 and fielding independent pitching of 2.80. And if you look at projections for pitchers going into 2023, a lot of different projection systems have Alex Cobb, some projections have him as a top 10 pitcher by fielding independent pitching. And so that's that's good. And so to have Webb and Cobb, I really view Cobb, he's not like a fifth starter type. I really do view him as a number two starter type. He is a little bit older, but man, he added velocity. This guy was throwing his average fastball velocity in 2022 was 94.8 miles an hour. His career average fastball velocity, including last year, is 91.9. So he added, he was hitting like upper 90s quite a bit at times last year. His splitter velocity was 89.7 which is close to his career he's at times in his career that's been his average fastball basically so he now throws his splitter as hard as he used to throw his fastball and he throws his fastball really hard and he so he's a different guy and so I I just remain high on Cobb he does have some injury risk he is 35 years old but the projection here for Cobb is a 3.60 ERA with a fielding independent pitching of 3.32. So the projection is kind of thinking he might underperform his ERA or his FIP again, but we shall see. But like Logan Webb, he's just a ground ball machine. And so right here, you've got two guys who just are able to strike you out, control the strike zone, and just keep the ball on the ground. And so infield defense is going to be important, but Infield defense wasn't as much of a problem as it was as was outfield defense last year for the Giants. And so I really think with Cobb, it was a lot of luck that he just like weakly hit balls that just nobody could get to in the infield, kind of the Tyler Rogers effect. But I'm hopeful that that's not like a super sustainable problem. I'm thinking that if Cobb can stay healthy, the results are going to be much better for him this year. So The other options in the rotation, I mean, Alex Wood, the projection here per Zips is for a 3.79 ERA with a 3.51 fielding independent pitching. So he's kind of, you know, he had a rough year, but he's got a track record. And if you look at, you know, I wouldn't put all my weight on 2022, 
Just like you would argue with me if I put all, if I just said, forget 2022, look at what he did in 2021. I would kind of look at them both, but he was so good in 2021 and not so good in 2022, but he's got a track record of being a pretty darn good starting pitcher. Third time through the order was a, was a struggle for him. So a better bullpen, having a deeper staff so you can take him out, maybe piggyback him with an Anthony DiScalfani who also has a pretty decent projection here. Uh, I would expect Wood to have better results. I think he did get hurt by by bad defense as well. So the next guy to look at here is Anthony DiScalfani, who his projection is for a 3.84 earned run average and for fielding independent pitching, 4.04. So it actually expects that he'll uh, have better results than the fielding independent pitching would suggest. But that's not bad for a guy who was horrible and injured in 2022. And again, I'll point you to 2021 and say, this guy was really, really good. I know he had his struggles against the Dodgers. I know he struggled in his one postseason start with the Giants. But if he's your like sixth starter, which he kind of is, then it's you could do a heck of a lot worse than this kind of depth. And then, and then looking at the new guys talking about Ross Stripling and Sean Manaya. It's just more of the same, a 3.88 earned run average projection for Ross Stripling with a 4.02 fielding independent pitching projection. It's just depth. I mean, Stripling had a really nice year for the Blue Jays in 2022. And like Zimborski is saying, I see a lot of guys who are like number two to number four starters here. A lot of, I I view Stripling and and Wood as kind of number three or number four, depending on what kind of season they're having. Cobb, I think, can be that number two. Certainly a guy like Stripling or Wood, if they're at their best, can be. I wouldn't want them as my number two starter, but if you got like four guys who have the potential in their bet at their best to be number two starter types, then it's just a lot of depth. And then we haven't even mentioned Sean Manaya whose projection, like Zimborski wrote him off in his write-up, so I'm just going to, I'm not expecting it to be great. And sure enough, a 4.21 ERA for Sean Manaya is the projection here. And uh, in terms of the fielding independent pitching, 3.98. So another guy projected to underperform the peripheral numbers. So, you know, if you look at these for yourself, there's much more than just ERA and FIP, right? You want to look at the strikeout rate, the, I don't think he has ground ball rate per se, but there's a lot that you can check out here. Home runs per nine as a way to kind of indicate ground balls. But that's just a pretty darn deep staff. And again, don't take my word for it. Dan Zaborski is very neutral about this. He has no skin in the game for uh, the Giants. He's an Orioles fan. And so I would say that generally his projections are higher on the Giants than maybe some others might be. Not that I've seen you know, I haven't gone through each individual projection system in this detail because at Fangraphs, they do feature zips like in this way with the write-ups and all that with, and they don't with other projection systems. But, you know, this system is saying the Giants are an 85 to 90 win team. And I think, you know, obviously Correa would have added some more and that was the plan, but they didn't get him. So I just think that it's a deep group, but there's this one wildcard player this one player, when we look at the minor league system, Kyle Harrison, to me, could be the guy that if they get to October, could help them kind of he could be a wild card and help them advance through potentially some playoff games and rounds, perhaps. So we'll get into the Kyle Harrison projection in just a minute. But before we do. 
All right. As promised, I want to just discuss Kyle Harrison because, you know, we've spent a lot of time talking about him this offseason. We've discussed these top 100 prospects lists. Yesterday, we talked about Keith Law of The Athletic ranking Kyle Harrison, the number 12 prospect in all baseball, the number two prospect, uh, pitching prospect in the game. MLB Pipeline, like every source has him in the top 20, except Baseball America had him a little higher at number 30 something, I think. But What's exciting about Kyle Harrison is that he's going to start the year in AAA. And so he's right there. And you've got a guy who I really believe. I mean, when you look at the numbers and you look at his age, there's just front of the rotation potential for Kyle Harrison. Now, would you rather have a guy this high in the rankings, this close to the majors, who's a position player? I would. But, you know, we'll take it, especially if Kyle Harrison, I mean, not that he's anything like Tim Lincecum. He's left-handed versus right-handed. And, uh, you know, the arm slot is totally different. The body type is totally different. But just that kind of electric stuff and just youth showing up at Oracle Park and and being that kind of perhaps strikeout artist dominant type impact is exciting to think about. And I keep mentioning, too, when we go through these top 100 prospects list is that Logan Webb was considered at times, like as he got closer to the majors, the Giants' best pitching prospect, but he wasn't even appearing on top 100 prospects lists. And so obviously it doesn't necessarily matter if you're a top 100 prospect, but I think, you know, it's good to be recognized and to have the difference is Webb was just never like a dominant strikeout type pitcher. And that is what Kyle Harrison is. We've people have asked me to comp like who do, who does he remind me of in terms of major leaguers? And I've said Chris Sale and I've said Carlos Rodon. I mean, Chris Sale is kind of the obvious one if you look at the low arm slot of a Kyle Harrison and just the strikeout ability uh, and the fastball slider mix change up kind of not the not the best or second best pitch. But I don't want to put that expectation on you or on him, but. That's the dream is like kind of Chris Sale type pitching. So we'll see. <laughs> That's, you know, obviously you could for every Chris Sale, there's guys who don't pan out and there's injuries that happen. But without further delay, let me just read you what is the projection. And keep in mind, he's 21. And so you don't expect necessarily for those results to come right away. But the projection for Kyle Harrison is that uh, – these are all in starts too. And so it makes a difference if you're being projected as like a reliever, your strikeout rate's going to be higher, your ERA is going to be lower. But if you're making starts, you know, you're making turns through the order, you're conserving energy a little bit as you pitch multiple innings. So the projection for Harrison is 26 starts, which would be a lot, uh, and a 3.99 ERA. But when we look at What's under the hood with a 3.99 ERA, which, by the way, is just really strong for a 21-year-old rookie, uh, a 4.00 fielding independent pitching. So finally, we're seeing like an alignment of the ERA and the FIP in the projection here, but a strikeout rate of 27.4%, which is just very healthy if we're talking about a starting pitcher who's 21 years old. The walk rate a little bit high at 11.3%. If you like strikeouts per nine, it's not as kind of neat of a statistic. There's a little more noise there, but the projection at 10.6 strikeouts per nine. So over a batter per inning, walk rate per nine of 4.4 and home runs per nine at 1.0. So it's just a strong 
projection here and there's obviously upside for more if that's your projection as a rookie uh and projection systems historically are conservative with kind of unproven players so this is a strong projection for a rookie and to me i don't know if they're gonna like shut him down and put him on an innings limit and if they make the playoffs maybe he's not even available right we've seen that with like steven strasburg but I don't think they're going to push him either. I think he gets that major league opportunity and maybe he does go like four innings at a time and they space him out a little bit. They send him down once or twice to kind of give him a rest or whatever. But if they can make it into the playoffs and he perhaps has established himself as a kind of young, high upside. Imagine like when Tim Lincecum was at the peak of his powers and he was just that explosive pitcher imagine having that at your disposal if you get into a postseason series and then you would have Webb, hopefully right i mean assuming health for everybody always but Webb, for me on cobb and then you've got a wild card in harrison i think that there's the potential to bring that like rodan type of upside i'm not saying he's going to be that good but that strikeout ability that kind of ability to if you're on to just overpower the opposition uh you could perhaps have that with Kyle Harrison, kind of like um, David Price when he did that as a rookie with the Rays when they had that World Series run in the 07 or 08, whenever it was. Uh, and so anyway, there are other projections to look at here. I mean, like uh, Zimborski was saying, Keaton Wynn has a strong one. Keaton Wynn reminding him of Kevin Gosman. Keaton Wynn being on the 40 man for the Giants. And so he, when you look at even more depth, he's just another guy. But anyway, you can check these out for yourself. They're on Fangraphs. And that is all the time we have for today. So thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen today. Now make your second listen Lockdown MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspic. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspic, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot. So thank you in advance and thank you to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again one more time this week. Uh, maybe more if something happens with the Giants. We'll see. Spring training getting close here. We're going to be doing a mailbag. So check. Uh, be on the lookout on Twitter for a prompt. Thanks again for listening today. You are now Locked on Giants.